0: Team did with their coach Brandon Staley, and the ultimate example of giving up on a coach. That's what that looks like, man. What the Titans have been doing for the last month is not what that looks like. Welcome into the Hot Read Podcast for Monday, December 25th, a Christmas day episode of the hot read podcast being recorded here on christmas eve i'm your host easton freeze director of published content here at broadway sportsmedia.com we're also brought to you by the 440 podcast network you can follow me on social media at easton freeze i'm joined on a holiday afternoon by producer jt as always who you can follow on social media at jt underscore runky. jt merry christmas how are you
1: Merry Christmas. I'm good. You know, I'm feeling festive, you know, even sure. though Nashville weather is like, it feels like it's mid September. I, I, it's Ugh. gross. I hate it. Can we not, can we not I, talk about it. I hate it. I, I, I hate fear it. we'll never see snow again in our lifetime, but that's a <laughs> podcast for another remember episode. Remember when it used to snow? Remember that? Yeah, remember that? That's kind of crazy. Um, but you know uh, what uh, else is kind of crazy? Today's what? Titans game. And that's what we're going to talk about here, unfortunately, Price on a Christmas anyway.
0: Eve. <laughs> what a pro. What a pro. Yeah, we're talking. We're going to keep it brief today on a holiday episode. I know a lot of you guys are uh tuning in briefly after the titans game to I recap mean, whatever that was whatever i mean
1: fi- these these people are masochists we have 50 people in this here right true. now i don't have, know who have nothing else better to do on christmas what you Eve people than talk we're about a titans
0: laws we're <laughs> great at selling our show by immediately telling people they should leave what are you doing here uh no you shouldn't leave don't leave yet we'll keep this live on twitter or on uh, facebook that's great but you can go over to brawley sports media's youtube page it's brawley sports media on youtube Find this live stream, and that is where you'll want to be uh, in the comment section to be a part of today's conversation. That's where we can talk to you, uh, folks like Volcano, Evan, Derek, Paul, already in here with us. Appreciate you guys being here. So, yeah, we're recapping a Titans game that was one of the games of all time. It sure was a game. I I have never been less plugged in to a game that I have attended um, a Titans game that I have attended than I was for this one. The, uh, Frank, like, if I'm being 100% honest, I was just ready to go home partly because the, the game was bad and it was two dysfunctional teams, partly because the game was bad and boring to me, at least. As some people have told me they found it entertaining. I'm glad you did. Like, I genuinely I am. I did not. Um, and then partly because it's Christmas Eve and I'm like, I want to get home and be with my family and do Christmas things. And so here I am dressed up still fresh from Nissan stadium, ready to talk with you all about this Titans game. And then I'm going to go and probably gorge myself on some cookies and hot cocoa and do Christmas Eve stuff with my family. So. Looking forward to that. But before we get to do all that, and before we get to talk about the Titans, i got to tell you about our wonderful, amazing sponsor, Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tapas. We love Boomba's. There are three Middle Tennessee locations where you can go and enjoy their wonderful pizza and drink selection in East Nashville, in Murfreesboro, and our home location in Spring Hill, a 20, 25-minute drive south of town if you live in the Nashville area. It's where we are live each and every Thursday evening, right before Thursday Night Football, previewing the Titans game of the week. Will be there this week as well. I will be. JT will be out of town. I don't know if he may be zooming into the show. Might have a guest a guest fill-in uh co-host on, for that show. We'll see. The best I, I'll point. be honest, I've not I've not figured out what we're gonna do yet, but I'm at least gonna be there, and there's probably gonna be somebody else involved, and we're gonna talk about the Titans and football and, and the news of the week. And that'll be a big episode for us this week because I, I don't believe we're gonna do a Tuesday show. I think we're gonna skip our midweek show this week because it is the holiday and we would, you know, like some time off. And there's also You know, if this was a contending Titans team, I guarantee you would be doing that show, but they're not. And so we're kind of just, we got two more games left of this nonsense before we can dive into what I'm really stoked about. This offseason cycle is going to be a great time to be a Titans fan, a great time to be a part of this media market. We'll have plenty to talk about then, but for now, the Titans are still playing. And so let's dive into a pretty open form discussion on this game and what there was to draw from this Titans loss. They lose, of course, to the Seahawks. In the end, a back and forth multiple lead change in the fourth quarter game in which the Seahawks come out on top 20 to 17 brief side note, shout out JT for getting that uh, early closing line number value on the, on the Seahawks spread. This is why once again, we have countless examples at this point, folks, you've got to bet with us on the, on the hot read podcast, bet, best Bo- best bet gauntlet, and you've got to get the best lines when we tweet them out on social media early in the week on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Sometimes you got to lock those lines in early because they're going to change. It was two and a half minus two and a half. Seattle is a home or road favorite rather for a lot of the week. And then it changed to uh, a three and a half that stayed steady for the rest of the weekend after we bet it on the best bet gauntlet. And so if you bet it at three and a half, you lost your bet. But if you bet it at two and a half like JT and the the best bet gauntlet did, then you got your cash JT while I'm blabbering for a little bit. Would you mind? I've not even checked what our current record is for the best bet gauntlet um i know it's been a good week i know we have a winning record but i'm not sure quite what the record is right the second so if you could look that up for me but titans lose 20 to 17 to the seahawks it was a back and forth game for a lot of it the titans got out to a uh a lead early led at half and then withered down the stretch um where to go with this one i there, there is no such thing as a good loss for an NFL organization. Absolutely not. I think if you think it is good for a team ultimately to lose, I think you're being foolish. Um, there is a human element to this. There is a stamina and morale element to this. Like these are people you got. Like if you lose and you lose and you lose and you lose, eventually that starts to wear on folks and that eventually starts to cause real problems beyond what happens on the field. Um, that being said, there are such things as bad losses or bad wins rather, and this would have been an example of a bad win for a Titans team that with Ryan Tannehill at the helm, a, a dysfunctional performance, you didn't really gain anything from it, even if you'd won this game by the skin of your teeth we would have come away feeling like, you know, they won a game that was meaningless. And also they didn't do it in very impressive fashion. And also a large part of that was the other team was playing pretty poorly, in my opinion. So there wouldn't have been much to gain from that win besides good job, guys. You won the game. Um, And there would have been a lot to lose in the Titans draft position, which now after that loss, they are currently slated according to uh, according to tankathon.com. They are currently slotted as the, fifth overall pick in the 2024 draft this is a projection um a lot of folks online have been questioning how the titans are above the chargers in this projection how their strength of schedule has been calculated it's my i'm i'm confused on this like you all so maybe they're fifth maybe they're sixth right now they're one of those two just to clear this up for the nerds that really want to know exactly what it is first of all their games still yet to be played today so like if chicago goes and loses that'll change if the giants go and lose this will change um, this is not final. We'll know what we'll know a final, you know, as of week 16 number later in the week. But I think that tankathon projects out the strength of schedule for teams through the end of the year. That's what I've been led to believe. Maybe I'm wrong, but I I've been led to believe that they take their strength of schedule based on the games that have already been played and the actual current strength of schedule and also predicting the strength of schedule of teams full schedule later on in the season. That That's what I've been told. Maybe I'm wrong, but th- if you have questions as to what the strength of schedule calculation is, so do I, so do a lot of people that's neither here nor there point is the Titans improved their draft stock with this, with this loss and they would have uh, significantly damaged their draft stock. If they had won this game. And so that's a good thing. Long-term for the team, again, never good to lose a ball game, but for the long-term health of this franchise, it of course was a good thing for them to find a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory in this one JT did you have any 10,000 foot view opinions on this game or was it kind of blah to you like it was blah to me
1: I think it was it was a pretty meh game to me but when when you look at it as just that you start to notice a pattern and i think just thinking about this game after as i was driving home it really feels like this and to your point about just losing like wearing on you ever after every single week it feels like you know have you ever seen that you know the meme ish kind of clip of the intro to like the video game far cry 3 where the guy is like did i ever tell you the definition of insanity
0: yeah 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 yeah,
1: like that Mm -hmm. feels like what this this titans team is just banging your head
0: on the wall Yeah. it's
1: banging your head on the wall and and i knew that we were going to get the same kind of game uh from the start i mean you can basically tell how a Titans game is going to go nowadays when just from the first drive, right. (laughs) On the first drive, third and eight, you you know, they, they try to pass on first down, which was a pleasant surprise uh, to to come out of the gate. They, they, they pass on first down um, Ryan Tannehill passed. That
0: is a good two beats late into double coverage.
1: And and I was distracted. I obviously I I was distracted right as the game uh, started. So like, good job me, you know, but Mm -hmm. I I was, I was in there and, and, I asked someone I'm like, did they run the ball on the first down there? And someone said, no, they actually passed. And I said, wow, I was pleasantly surprised. But <laughs> How then, about that, of course you, you get to third and eight there and, and you, and I just said to myself, oh boy, this is going to, I know this ain't going to go well. And then of course we get a false start, not on one of the offensive linemen this time, but on Deandre Hopkins in either right, way, of course. Yeah, like yeah. of course. And then it backs you up. Um, to to third, third and 13, and then you know the drive is over. So, like, well, and then
0: Tannehill has the ball stripped out of his hands. He picks it back up and then is promptly sacked for the, for the, I guess you could, it's technically not a strip sack fumble, but it was a fumble strip followed by a sack, whatever that is (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, it was a, it was, it was a drive that 100% was demonstrative of how dysfunctional they were going to be the rest of the game. Um, some of you in the comments, Derek, uh, very strong opinions in the comments here saying Ryan Tannehill ruined Christmas. I'm sorry that you were banking on Titans win for your Christmas to be good. I, I would have advised against that going into the game, but do you Derek? Um, he also says that he needs Levis back now. Sure. hundred percent. And, and that kind of informs his last comment here. Draft picks, he says are a lottery ticket. Getting a high pick could be nothing. Sure. Derek. Yeah. hundred percent. We talk about that all the time on the show and that is the case. Um, it doesn't change the fact that if you're just playing the numbers, you have a better chance of getting a better player, the higher you are in the draft. And like I said, We've been talking about this Titans team as a team that really isn't playing for a ton this season for a couple of weeks now, and I've been pretty clear that I think it's best for this team to try to find a way to win with their future franchise quarterback now. Like winning is the number one priority over draft pick. Now that makes it kind of a win-win scenario in a lot of these games because if you lose, you get a better draft pick. If you win, you've you know you're you're finding a way to win with your young quarterback. Like you can find a positive, a serious positive in both of those outcomes. The difference in this one, of course, Derek, is that it was Ryan Tannehill in there and they didn't look very good. So you could, I don't think you could have in that fourth quarter gone, man, based on the way this game has gone so far, it would be good for this team to win this game better than if they were to lose it. I I just, I don't think there's any rational argument for a Ryan Tannehill win in the fourth quarter in a game in which nobody looked particularly good. And there's not really anything you did that you can build off of going forward, um, to justify winning that, like, I just, I, I don't, I don't get that. So I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. Um, Tannehill did a job out there. Not a good one. Like it, so just, we can review some of his numbers here. Um, Ryan Tannehill passing 18 of 26 for 152 yards. He took six sacks for 39 yards lost. Um, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Derek Henry, by the way, young Peyton Manning, just the, the only really, interesting part of the entire game to me was the Derrick Henry deep by his standards, touchdown pass, Chigakonkwo ups for Chig first touchdown of the year. How about that coming from Derrick Henry, who now the day, the has, day I didn't, the
1: day I didn't sprinkle
0: on him. I was going to ask happened. if you did, but I was assuming I would have heard it by now if you did. So yeah, I'm sorry about that. Um, Yeah. You get your, your first Chig touchdown of the year um, and you get a, a Derrick Henry deep 12 yard touchdown pass. Uh, He's now, I think he's now thrown five touchdowns, including the postseason in his career. Very good pass rating is like 122 and change. Derrick Henry, listen, in the NFL, sometimes maybe we need to just think outside the box and let non-quarterbacks throw the ball more often because when you're good at it, you're good at it. Derrick Henry has proven that. Um, I'm surprised other teams don't do that kind of thing more often. But yeah, Tannehill, you, you saw some rust for sure. He's not played since October, since we were in London watching him get hurt. Uh, he, you know, So that's part of it. You also saw, I think, lack of chemistry a little bit here and there. You saw him clearly behind an offensive line that was yet again one of the worst, if not the worst, iterations of this offensive line. You got guys like Andrew Rubchich in there playing ball. You got Jalen uh, Jalen Duncan in there for a bit. Then he comes out, and it's um, it's uh, 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 John Ajoku in there. It it was a mosh posh of guys, and it wasn't good. Again, six sacks allowed. I'm sure a ton of pressures allowed. So um, not a great game in that regard. Um, what else is there to say? Derrick Henry ran like a man possessed for a lot of the game, which was good. He was averaging north of seven yards per carry through the first quarter or through, for, through the first half, rather, which I remarked on social media. When was the last time Derrick Henry had a first half in which he averaged over seven yards per carry? It's been a good long while. I can guarantee you that. So he was running hard um, after a couple of pretty bad performances for him. Just to update folks even further on the Titans' rooting guide for draft position today, um, our buddy, friend of the the show, friend of uh, 440 Sports and Broadway Sports Media, Justin Graver, Gravedigger out there at Titans Film Room on Twitter, he had a super nerdy, deeply comprehensive list of uh, the Titans' rooting guide this week for draft position. It's gone very, very well for them so far. Um, as of right now, with the afternoon games yet to be completed. They have gotten uh, their way. The Titans, you know, best case for the Titans draft pick. Um, things have fallen in in their favor in every game but one so far this week. So, of course, the Tennessee game fell in their favor. Um, the Rams winning was good for them. Pittsburgh winning was good for them. The Chargers uh, lose beating Buffalo would have been good, but that didn't happen. Cleveland winning was good. The Jets winning go- was good. Atlanta winning was good. Green Bay winning was good. Um, so, for folks wanting to root through the rest of this week, here's your rooting guide, Okay. You want Tampa Bay to win this game against Jacksonville, which they're currently beating the brakes off of them. We'll talk about the AFC South more here in a second. Um, Chicago beating Arizona. So far, so good, I believe, on that front. Dallas beating Miami. There's some work to do there. New England beating Denver later tonight. And then tomorrow, you need Vegas to beat Kansas City, the Giants to beat Philadelphia, and San Fran to beat Baltimore. Uh, one of those things sounds likely the other, the other three, the other two, I don't know. So that's your rooting guide. Again, you're rooting for Tampa Bay, Chicago, Dallas, new England, Vegas, the giants and San Francisco, uh, for the Titans reposition. Do you want to talk for a minute JT about this AFC South as a whole? I think it's objectively hilarious that one of these teams, And I'm not talking about the Titans. Obviously they've been out of it for a little bit. Now, one of these teams in the AFC South at eight wins is going to have to host a playoff game in January. And none of them look like they deserve it. They all I mean, the, the the backsliding going on the falling apart here at the end that's going on with these teams, all for kind of different reasons with the Colts. It's kind of like I think that the Minshew mask has come off the, the facade of a really great offense that Shane Steichen has put together is starting to show and that defense is being exposed by any offense with a pulse. So that's just kind of that magic starting to run out with the Texans. Like you got to get your guy back. CJ Stroud is the, he's the straw that has stirred the drink all year long for this offense. And there was a report earlier this weekend that, because I had some folks asking me today, like, do you think Stroud's coming back to win this division? And if you told me he came back next week, I'd say maybe, but I saw a report, I swear either yesterday or Friday that he's still having sensitivity to light and sound from his concussion symptoms. So that like, that's doesn't scream to me, a guy that's almost back. Uh, he may have a really bad concussion in that way. And that's a bummer. Cause I think the Texans with Stroud, especially if they'd had him this whole time, the last two weeks, I think that they'd be in first place in this division and the favorite to win it because Jacksonville, my goodness, is there I'm, maybe there is, I'm sure there is. I'm, not, I'm sitting here thinking about it really for the first time, but they have to be one of, if not the number one team in the NFL this season with the most disappointing outcome as compared to what they came into the season expecting the the Titans also very disappointing, but that was largely, I think, because folks got their hopes up and there was a lot of uncertainty and you're like, maybe things could go right with Jacksonville. They had a lot of concrete things on paper coming into the year that led a lot of people to believe this team's going to be a contender this year. They're not contending, man, like at all. They're not contending.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I I don't know if I would give them, I, I don't know if I would. Go so far as to chop up today as this team not being good because of course going up against the Baker Buzzsaw, which seems untouchable right now.
0: That uh, happens you know, to but anybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. It,
1: it'll happen to the Cowboys here next week or the week after, whenever they play. <laughs> Please them. make um, my
0: post Christmas by having that happen. I will be so I, happy.
1: I digress. It, it is it is kind of a wild roller coaster that we've been on as this week in, in national sports media news. We essentially were we're talking about how oh this is a very this is a great division with a lot of teams underperforming that now have a chance at the playoffs it's all eight be a real stick, race to this the is going to be a race to the finish and all I, it, it's not going to be a race to the finish it is going to be uh, it's going to be limp. Crawl. It, yeah, it's going to be the tortoise and the hare, except all the teams are tortoises, and, and it just depends whoever feels like falling into a first place win here in the AFC South. It's gonna be like
0: that trope when it's like somebody want to volunteer to step forward, and then everybody but one person takes a step backwards, and it's like, uh-oh. like <laughs> yeah. that's what somebody's gonna let be stuck. Like, oh no, shoot, I have to host the playoff game. Daggum it.
1: I do think in the end, probably Jacksonville stumbles into it Anyway, That's what I was going to ask um, you: is what
0: do you think's going to happen I think
1: it, it's. T- I mean, if CJ Stroud came back this week, I, I would I would put it in Houston's hands. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Indiana after today's loss to to the to the Falcons, I kind of cemented in my mind for sure that this team is it cannot be competitive in a playoff like atmosphere. I think. Jacksonville if they stumble to there like if they stumble there you know you could get a a phenomenal game out of Trevor Lawrence and kind of carrying them on on his shoulders through this playoff push here but like I mean whatever team has to face I don't know maybe like the Bills if they don't end up um if they don't end up winning that division like they they are going to be the fourth seed and have to play either like a Miami or a Buffalo and I don't think it would be fun
0: no, not at all. Not at all. Um, some more comments from you guys in the chat. Logan, one of the horsemen of the Hot Read apocalypse, says, Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks for the excellent podcast. Thank you. Production is always on point, even though the content is suspect at times. Logan, um... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just this guy likes to, likes to yank our chain all the time. Um... Yeah, okay. Merry Christmas, Logan. Uh, Derek saying that was more of a joke that he just hates the thought of tanking. It's a loser mentality. He's not actually letting 17 ruin his Christmas. I'm glad. I'm glad you're having a good Christmas, Derek. Um, what, I have one more thought really on this game, and then I'm content to say Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you later this week. Um, and we've, we've been saying this for a couple of games in a row now, but I think this even further solidified because today I came into this game thinking if there was ever a time that this team – would start to show some cracks of giving up on whether it's on their coach or on the season or or whatever it is. This felt like the game to do it. You know, it's like it's you got the holiday distraction. Nobody I'm sure nobody really wanted to be there um, or like would love to have, have played on a different day. Um, and then, you know, you've got the fact that you're going up against a team that has playoff hopes. So you, you, you know, you can play spoiler to them. But, you know, winning this game doesn't really do anything for you besides saying you won the game. And it's not like you got a bunch of starters out there. You got very few starters out there, so you've got guys, I guess, that are playing for their playing for their careers, playing for the tape, playing for their you know NFL lives, and so that makes it more likely to be competitive, or at least trying to be competitive. My point, I guess, in all of this is saying that, like we've been saying for a couple of weeks, since the Colts game when the Titans lost in overtime th- four three weeks ago, four weeks ago, um, four weeks ago, the. The question as to whether or not Mike Vrabel in this Titans coaching staff has lost their locker room has been a moot point to me. And I think each week since then, it has just further solidified the point um, that this team still absolutely buys Mike Vrabel's message, still absolutely buys into him and what he has to say and what he has um, to show them during the week, how he coaches them that Colts game, when they lose in overtime, the Miami uh, unbelievable come from behind victory at the end, uh, on Monday night football on the road, the, the close loss and overtime to the Texans last week in over at home and overtime. And then this week losing close at the very end of the Seahawks, all of these performances are, are for, you know, put, they've been put together by a team that is playing hard the reason they're losing is not because they're not playing for each other and not playing for their coach. They are the reason they're losing is because they're not particularly good at football right now. They got a lot of guys in this team that just aren't good enough to cut it, but they sure are trying their butts off out there. And that is a, a perfect example of a team that even though they're out of it, even though they have every, every excuse to not play hard uh, and maybe to give up on their guy or to give a half-assed effort out there, they are playing their butts off for their guy deep into December with two meaningless games left. Um, And and when you have great examples on national television in recent weeks of teams doing the exact opposite, you know, you watch the chargers and the Raiders on Thursday night football, like we did at boom, bus, crap, pizza and tap house. Shout out. Uh, You see what that team did with their coach, Brandon Staley and the ultimate example of giving up on a coach. That's what that looks like, man. What the Titans have been doing for the last month is not what that looks like. And so I think anybody, at this point that is still wondering if Mike Ribble is the guy or not the guy, whether he should be the guy for the future, whether or not he can still relate to these players or if he's lost his touch. I think that that kind of thing has been shut down JT.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I think so too. It would be one thing to be losing these games. Like, like you said, by, by a, a monstrous score, but this is a team that continues to, to, Go out there and give it their best effort, and even then, some. However, I do think the cracks are showing right now. Um, I -hmm. know talking when we when you talk to Derrick Henry in his uh, his post uh, game uh, press conference, the frustration is starting to even get to some of the guys who you once thought it really wouldn't get to, and I think that's Mm -hmm. very telling. We saw uh, also during the game. DeAndre Hopkins also not, uh, you know, very pleased with how that game was
0: going. Well, and uh, in the locker room, I mean, it, the body language from him in the locker. room, I'm glad you brought this up. Very negative. Had his head in his hands for a little bit. Like it was the first time I've seen him truly look like a guy that might be questioning his decision to be here. Uh, might or or at the very and that, I think that's a step too far personally, but that's on the table, right? We don't know. Um, I think it's fair to say he's probably at his wits end a little bit and frustrated naturally he has every right to be um and impatient and just he's clearly a guy that's hardwired to win and so these are guys like he and henry who no matter what no matter the circumstances or the the whether that your team is in it or out of it they are winners they want to win and they've done a lot of losing and that's that's absolutely starting to wear on those guys
1: yeah, and I think it, it's just, it just comes down to, like I said, it, it's just kind of, and, and it makes sense because, like, to tie back into my first point, it has just been insanity for this team. And I think my final note is just like ah, the seven the other 10 losses, by the, the perfect, way, by one score. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the kind of cherry on top here is the, the time of possession in this game Titans 33 hmm. 51 to the Seahawks 26 09. And you, you would say in this one, you also look at the yards. I mean, the yards were very close, but um, 287 for the Titans. Titans out to uh, 273 to the Seahawks. The Titans yeah. with 64 total plays to the Seahawks, 59. And you think, man, this is this team, they must have done something, right? Well, then you see how they lost this game. And I think it's very clear to look at. Um, third down efficiency where they were only hitting on 50% today, six of 12 sacks for yards lost. Like you said, six for 39 and then the big one penalties 10 for 97 today. That's how you lose these games. And we, we yep. could talk again uh, uh, the entire time of just these guys aren't executing. And as Mike Vrabel said, after the game, there are no moral victories in this. And I truly believe it's because even if fans want to, to, be like happy about about getting a better draft pick mike vrabel and the players in that locker room do not care about their their draft pick right now and i don't think they will care until at least mike vrabel will not care until february comes around because this is a football team that has a lot of guys who despite probably not being starting worthy players are depth guys trying to show something and play for a a, a job if not just To be depth on a team. And I Mm. think that's really important. And they continue to not execute in these games. And so this this team is gonna still go out there and try every single week. And I think that when you see things like this and not not executing, that's the biggest thing.
0: That was strong, JT. That was strong. It's a good take. Um let's end on that. I think that was that was a great one to end on. Um, I I agree. I have no notes. I agree with everything you just said. Um,
1: I also have the best bet gauntlet notes if you would like to. Oh, sure. Okay, we can end on that. We (laughs) We can can end end on on that. that. We can end Uh, on that. Currently pending these games right now, um, we are five and one on games that have finished. Your Sweet. current record is one and one. I am four and O pending a Tommy that. Cutlets five and O tomorrow. Maybe I'll get a, a little Christmas present from that. I from have Tommy a feeling Cutlets.
0: you're going to be five, four and one, but you know what? I'm not going to wish that upon I you. Do, yeah. Merry Christmas to you. If you yes. can
1: do it, I, I, I would really like it. I, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, actually Arizona right now, losing by 11 with six First, minutes I'm, left in the, if third. everything holds
0: as currently stands, I'll be two and two. I need an Arizona comeback. I need Miami to hang on.
1: Yes. Right. Yep. yep.
0: And then pending uh, pending the The big game tomorrow. Oh, yeah. The Ravens against the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, a good week for us again in the best bet gauntlet. We've already got five wins, which means best or worst case scenario. We're 500 on the week. Odds are we'll be better than 500 again. Can't stop the train. Um, we'll be betting again on JT. We'll have to at least have you on Thursday. No, for the that's best what
1: Beg- I was. That's what maybe I was you and I record a like. pre
0: record yeah. a segment, at least of the best bet gauntlet. If you're not going to be there for the rest of the show, we'll figure it out. But we, the best bet gauntlet will roll on. Um, and this show will roll on again on Thursday, no Tuesday show this week enjoy christmas enjoy this evening with your friends and family enjoy tomorrow with your friends and family we're going to be done today our shortest episode in a good long while but you know what it's because this titans that's team our, gave that's t-
1: our gift to them they, you it's know? our
0: gift to you all and this <laughs> Titans team gifted us by not giving us a whole lot to talk about so um happy sunday happy uh christmas eve to everybody merry christmas um and a happy new year to all involved for producer jt i'm your host Easton Freeze. This has been the Hot Read Podcast. Again, no Tuesday show. We'll talk to you again on Thursday.